On this episode of Fantasy NFL Today, we have a good, good old Western showdown in the NFC West. We're talking Rams, Seahawks on Thursday night football for week five of the NFL regular football season. We're breaking down the game and who should we be starting or sitting in our fantasy lineups. Lots of good information that you won't want to miss and it all starts now. Welcome to Fantasy NFL Today, presented by HoopBall. Today is Thursday, October 7th. I am your host, Anthony Germain, and you can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday, all one word. And yes, tonight is finally the night, a big showdown in the NFC West, but we have good teams, finally, right? Good teams. After the last couple of weeks, we had battle of the slops. Just one battle of sloppiness after the other, after the other, after the other. I mean, we had the New York Giants and Washington football team in week two, Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans, you know, and we didn't even get a Christian McCaffrey in that game in week three. And then last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars almost pulled the upset against the Cincinnati Bengals. Just slop on top of slop on top of slop. But finally, we have two good teams tonight. Everybody should be interested in this game. We're talking Rams. The Los Angeles Rams go all the way up to the Pacific Northwest against the Seattle Seahawks. Clash of the Titans. This is the good one. This is the one we've been waiting for on Thursday night. And I know we're just a quarter of the way through, but man, do we have a tightly contested battle going on here in this NFC West, right? We have the Arizona Cardinals sitting comfortably at the top. Well, I guess not so comfortably, but they have a 4-0 record and undefeated Arizona Cardinals in first place, followed by our Rams at 3-1 and and our Seahawks tonight at 2-2, two and two, and then the Niners in last place tied in last place with a 2-2 two and two record. But I have to say, I am honestly, honestly surprised with how well the Arizona Cardinals are playing, but at the same time, I'm still a little skeptical. I am. You know, they they waxed Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans in week one. But as we see now, that Tennessee Titans defense is not looking great. Before last week, they were averaging, I think, 28 points a week. And then they just lost to the New York Jets last week. So, you know, Tennessee not looking as strong as we might have thought. They should have lost to the Minnesota Vikings in week two. You know, they missed that field goal. So if the Vikings hit that field goal at the end there, you know, they have one loss of the record. And then they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they were down to by nine points in that third quarter. I think it took a pick six and a you know and a late score there to to get over that Jaguars team. So we don't really know what to expect from this Arizona team because last week they came out swinging, swinging hard against the Rams. But I honestly think that those Rams were coming off a Tampa Bay win hangover. They just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The media was clamoring how they're the, the new Super Bowl champions all of a sudden. Who's going to beat these Los Angeles Rams? Who's going to beat the Rams? They're the favorites to win it all. You know, they go into practice puffing their chest up a little more. But Arizona knows the last two weeks they got lucky. The last two weeks, like we just said, the missed field goal with the Vikings, and then they were down the Jacksonville, so they know they had to, they had to get it together. They had to tie up the loose ends in order to beat these Rams, and that's exactly what they did. 
And then another surprise here in this NFC West division is the 49ers sitting down here in fourth place, tied with the Seahawks at 2-2. Two and two. I know Trey Lance, the quarterback of the Niners, came in when Jimmy G went down and threw 157 passing yards and two touchdowns, but 76 of those yards came off of a blown coverage for a long, deep touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. I'm telling you, that was as, as busted coverage as you can find in the NFL. There was nobody around him. He could have skipped to the end zone and probably still gotten in, but just a heads up here, by the way, Debo Samuel, our guy, one of our sleepers, paying off big time, huge. I think Debo Samuel is currently sitting as the wide receiver three in fantasy football leagues. At least he is in uh, half point PPR leagues. But my man is just stepping up to the plate. I tried to tell everyone that listens to this podcast on Fantasy NFL Today your guy that you want is Debo Samuel, and you could have gotten him in our fantasy drafts for the cheap. Basically nothing. I'm talking about rounds 10, 11, or 12. That's where Debo was going. Instead, everybody was fixated on getting Brandon Ayuk, who is doing absolute dog shit this year. I told you that Brandon Ayuk's production was a product of the 49ers not having George Kittle or Debo Samuel available last year. And the guy that they want to funnel the offense through is Debo Samuel because he plays wide receiver like the 49ers want him to play. That bully. He's a bruiser. He's a downhill runner. He is a San Francisco 49er. But I'm getting a little off track here with Debo. What I was trying to say is I know that Trey Lance came in and it looks good on paper. He threw for that 157 yards and those two touchdowns. But if you take out the blown coverage, 76-yard touchdown that Samuel got, Lance only threw for 81 passing yards. And to me, when I watch him play, I think he looks off. His mechanics are kind of sloppy and he doesn't really look like he's ready for the NFL level. When he throws the ball, he doesn't look set and if I'm a 49ers fan, I'm starting to be a little worried. I get that he can run the ball, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback for fantasy. But I'm just surprised that the 49ers are sitting down here at 2-2. Two and two. I thought Trey Lance, with them trading up to go get him at pick number two overall in the draft, would be a more polished product. But, you know, it, it's starting to look like Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, is not a great drafter, at least when it comes to the skill positions on the offensive side. Great coach, but a lot of times what we see is these these great offensive coaches are not good GMs, are not making good decisions when it comes to the talent on the team, and that might be Kyle Shanahan's kryptonite. And it sucks because I picked the San Francisco 49ers to win this division. Uh, it was one of my future bets along with the Patriots, which also is not looking great at the moment. But hey, we still have three quarters of football to go. It is still early, so anything can happen. But anyway, back to tonight, we have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Seattle Seahawks and the 12th man. The 12th man is always great to watch on primetime football. You know it's going to be allowed. You know it's going to be electric up in that Pacific Northwest corridor. It might even be rainy. I don't know. I didn't check the weather. But you always know what to expect when playing in Seattle. Now, we just questioned the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers, but I also think it's fair to question both of these teams tonight. I think the Rams, in my opinion, still look like the strongest in the division. I touched on this a bit, but I do think that they had a bit of that Tampa Bay victory hangover last week. 
again, the media crowned them as those Super Bowl winners. Maybe puffed their chest out all week during practice. Didn't study the film as hard. Didn't put in as much effort as they should. You know, and they also caught this Arizona team that is undefeated. But again, that they almost lost one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They knew they had to button it up. So it was a perfect storm for Arizona to come in there and play hard and the Rams playing a little lax. So I still like the Rams a lot. I think they get it back on track tonight, get it back together, tie up the loose ends here against these Seahawks. The Seahawks, on the other hand, I think this team is overrated to the max. You know, they came in week one and got a victory over a very banged up Indianapolis Colts team that was also surrounded by a lot of drama all summer long with Carson Wentz. Remember, there was a lot of drama around Carson Wentz being vaccinated. Can Carson Wentz stay healthy? Yada, yada, yada. There was a lot of drama and also the team was banged up. In week two and three, they took a loss to the Tennessee Titans who don't look very good at all and the Minnesota Vikings. And then last week, they took down Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers. So who really knows? It seems like they're up, they're down, they're all over the place. And again, I don't think Trey Lance looks that good. So a win against the 49ers, I'm not sure if that's even that impressive. But let's get to the fantasy realm. Let's talk about our fantasy lineups. And let's start with the Los Angeles Rams. I love everything about them tonight in a perfect bounce back spot. For starters, we're going to fire up quarterback Matthew Stafford. It's an obvious start here. Makes perfect sense. He's been on fire all season long. But Stafford is the perfect example of why we can wait on quarterbacks when it comes to our fantasy drafts. Number nine is the quarterback nine on the season. Through one quarter of football, Stafford has more fantasy points than Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Justin Herbert, who are all going much higher than Matt Stafford in your drafts. He finished as the quarterback 15 last week against the Cardinals, but has a much, 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 much softer matchup against the Seahawks front seven for tonight's game. So that Rams offensive line should be able to provide Stafford with ample opportunity for him to dish the ball to whichever receiver he chooses. And my favorite receiver for tonight is Cooper Cup. And this one is obviously, again, no surprise to anyone. It seems obvious because it is. Cup and Stafford, they have a natural connection. It was love at first sight. And I thought this was going to be the case. I told all of you due to Stafford's past, he tends to favor the more big-bodied receivers, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Now, I didn't expect that Cooper Cup would be the wide receiver one after one quarter of football, but here we are. Through that first quarter, he has 30 catches for 431 yards and five touchdowns. That is absolutely incredible for the first four games of the season, and I don't see this stopping at any point tonight. Cup should see most of his coverage come from slot corner Hugo Amadi and DJ Reed. Either way, not good for Seattle, and I expect Cooper Cup to keep doing his thing tonight. Now, the other wide receivers on the Los Angeles Rams are Robert Woods and Van Jefferson, who I'm not too hot about tonight. Both have received only six targets in both week four and week three, while Cooper Cup continues to dominate each game with double-digit targets. It's a tough call to sit either of them, and I understand that, but it's also hard to start either one of these two, especially since the bye weeks haven't started to kick in yet. At this point, unless one of these guys scores a touchdown, I'm talking about Robert Woods and Van Jefferson, unless one of them scores a touchdown, you're looking at very mediocre play. I mentioned the bye weeks because you should have plenty of other options out there for guys that have better matchups 
that will have higher ceilings here in week five that we'll talk about starting on tomorrow's episode. I know McVeigh has come out into the media and said that he wants to get Robert Woods a little more involved, but what else was he going to say? No, we're going to keep Woods where he is. We like not getting him as involved. We'd like only getting him six targets per week. Now, he wasn't going to say that, but I think the Rams offense is such a fluid machine right now. They're not going to fix what ain't broke. So I still think we're going to continue to see the same volume come to Woods and Jefferson. I get it that the Rams are sexy. They're fun. I know that. But I think when it comes to the offense tonight, as far as fantasy football goes, I'm only starting Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Darrell Henderson. What a surprise he has been, huh? Not for us, though. Not for us here on Fantasy NFL Today. The listeners, the true loyal listeners of Fantasy NFL Today, we were on to Darrell Henderson. We were on to this little secret early. He was one of our sleeper running backs to snatch later in your drafts. And now Henderson sits as the running back 23 overall. But remember, he missed week three with a rib injury. So outside of that... He finished as the running back 14 on average overall, which is really, really good as an RB2. And some may even have him as their RB3. For all you hardcore, robust running back draft strategist loyalists out there, congrats to you. You did your job and you are sitting so pretty. This is why we do robust running back draft strategy. It's things like this. Look at all the injuries that are going on. Chris Carson tonight. People are scrambling for running backs. People are blowing their fab on running backs like Elijah Mitchell, Chuba Hubbard, Damian Williams this week. It's insane. This is why you want to load up on running backs, good quality running backs early in your drafts. This is why we preach it all the time. But I absolutely love Henderson's matchup tonight against the Seahawks. If we look back at what the Seahawks have given up all through this season, The Colts gashed him for 113 rushing yards combined in week one. Derrick Henry got him for 182 rushing yards in week two. Alexander Madison, a backup running back, got him for 112 rushing yards in week three. And the 49ers gashed him just last week for 143 rushing yards combined. So I absolutely love Henderson in this spot. The usage that he gets on this Rams offense when healthy is the definition of a bell cow. So make sure he's in your lineups. So that about covers it for the Rams. Let's talk a little bit about the Seahawks and we'll start with the leader, Russell Wilson. Now I'm not saying to bench him, but this is a fair warning. It's a warning shot. It's a buyer beware, so to say. Anyone going against this Rams defense, we all know it spells trouble. Wilson should be under a great, great deal of pressure. You know the Seahawks offensive line has never been known for being spectacular. So I'm expecting a lot of pressure and a lot of heat on Russell Wilson tonight. And I know he likes to escape. I know he's Harry Houdini back there. But let's not forget something. He's a little older now. I saw a little bit of the Seahawks play over the last two weeks. He doesn't look as slick as he used to. He doesn't look like he can wiggle as well as he used to. I'm not saying he's all of a sudden Eli Manning back there, but he just doesn't look as slick, as smooth, and as fluid as he used to. He looks a little slower. He's 32 years old. So I can see him actually getting sacked pretty often tonight, and it's also going to leave him minimal time to get that ball out to his top receivers. 
And I don't even know if I like his top receivers that much tonight. I don't hate them. I don't love them. Like Woods and Van Jefferson on the Rams, I'm not too hot on either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett against this Rams secondary. Look, Tyler Lockett came firing, absolutely firing out of the gates in weeks one and two with over 24 points in each week, but he was clamped down pretty hard these last two weeks in weeks three and four. But this is who Tyler Lockett is, and it's why I tend to avoid him in fantasy football drafts. Now, he's better than your classic boomer bust short type of guy. You know, those the short receivers, boomer busts. He's better than that, but he's just too unpredictable. And so far, what we've seen this year, he seems to shrink against the better defenses. And that's exactly who he draws tonight against Jalen Ramsey and that Rams secondary. I like Metcalf a little more because he receives more targets than Lockett on a game-to-game basis. But again, it's the matchup that absolutely frightens me. Again, if you've been following Fantasy NFL today, you shouldn't even have DK Metcalf on your rosters. His ADP was way too high. I was down on Metcalf, and so far, after one quarter of football, he sits on average as the wide receiver 26 in half-point PPR leagues. That's a lot lower than his second-round ADP was calling for. So I'm down on Metcalf tonight, but again, I get it. It's a hard sit, but for me, it's also a very hard start. We do have one of my favorite starts for this game on the Seattle Seahawks, and that person is running back Chris Carson or Alex Collins. It looks like Chris Carson might sit tonight, but if he doesn't, he's a must-start based on sheer volume. But reports have it that Chris Carson hasn't practiced all week, and he's a game-time decision. So in my honest opinion, it looks like he won't play, and I don't think he's going to play. So if that is the case, you need to go ahead and fire up running back Alex Collins. I know he doesn't sound sexy, but he's starting for a team that loves to run the ball. I hope you were all able to claim him off your waiver wire this week or pick him up off free agents if he wasn't claimed so go ahead and double check to see if he's still available because if he is you're going to want to pick him up running backs are hard to come by again again i don't know how many times i have to say this robust running back draft strategy is the perfect example how hard running backs are to come by the position is the thinnest in the game And now Alex Collins has a chance to be the lead bell cow tonight on a team that believes in running the ball and playing tough defense. So go ahead and fire up Alex Collins if you have him on your team. So just to review, my favorite surefire starts for tonight are quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Cooper Cup, and running backs Darrell Henderson and Chris Carson slash Alex Collins, most likely Alex Collins. As far as the betting market goes, I won't be playing this game. I won't be playing the spread or the total. If everybody has been following the Lock It Up picks, we are in a bit of a rut. Not a great start at all. Uh, I'm not afraid of this game at all tonight. I just don't have an opinion. If I had to take the game, I'd probably lean with the Los Angeles Rams minus the two and a half. The line did open up as the Los Angeles Rams minus one and has made its way up to two and a half. Now, some of this movement may be attributed to Chris Carson missing this game, but most of the tickets tonight are on the Rams. So if you do take the Rams, know that you will be on the public side. 
I have this game pegged as a Los Angeles Rams minus one and a half road favorite if it were to be played on a neutral field. So this number at the two and a half feels about right. It feels where it probably should be. So that is why it is a no play for me. And the total is sitting around an astronomical 54 points where I have no opinion on. I know the overs have been hitting at a high clip this year for primetime games, but this game can be a shootout or a straight up dogfight, to be honest, and I don't feel comfortable giving this one out. So no action on tonight's game from the bookies, but we have a lot to look forward to on our fantasy teams. Make sure you're paying attention to that Seattle running back storyline since Chris Carson is a game time decision. Don't get caught with a scratched player in your lineups. Also, if you are starting anybody tonight, make sure they are in your positional spots. Make sure they are in the running back or the wide receiver slot and not in your flex. Leave your flex open in case of injuries. I know it's fantasy one-on-one, but you still would be surprised at how many people do this week in and week out. So go out and enjoy the rest of your Thursdays. Enjoy the game between the Rams and the Seahawks. And we will talk to you tomorrow for start sits, lock it up, and the boss. So we'll see you then.